Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From functional and fashionable Western wear and horse tack to essential livestock and horse supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is a one-stop shop for all things Western. NRS also carries our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, caps, t-shirts, and hoodies, as well as the Cowboy Way protein powder. And for our listeners, use your special discount code, MODERNCOWBOY, at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. And I just would like to thank all of you, our podcast listeners and customers, who have supported the Modern Cowboy brand and have been a part of our community since we launched in 2018, as well as all of the amazing guests who shared their stories on the show. Just remember, Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey everybody, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, I've got a super cool guest on today. I, I got connected with Luke through uh, a mutual friend, um, Chris Douglas, who's been on the podcast, who is an amazing photographer and and, and literally he's, he's one of my heroes. And I, I actually got to meet him here this last week in person. I've, I've had him on the on the podcast twice and, and uh, he's the first guy I ever had on the podcast twice. But uh, they say, you know, you shouldn't meet your heroes because a lot of times you'll be disappointed. But Chris does not disappoint. He, he is... He is a one down to earth guy, and he'll he'll kind of tell you like it is. So uh, it, it was great to meet him, but he's the one that connected Luke and I. And you know, I'd seen Luke uh, on social media the way we all see everybody uh, nowadays. So we're going to talk to Luke, um, see what uh, what he's up to, and and uh, you know how he got to where he is now, and with all of his as far as I see, modeling and in and ranching stuff and training horses. So uh, without any further ado, Luke, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Hey, hey, what's shaking there, buddy? Good to know you, Dan. Good to meet you. You got a voice for this thing. You clicked right into mode there. <laughs> yeah, You're made yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so hey, now you live in, in Wyoming, right? Uh, I did. I'm in Texas at the moment. Oh, you, you are? Okay. Well, yeah. hey, just give yeah. us give us a uh, uh, some background on you. You know, how how did you get started in, in the things you're doing? I mean, and for starters, you know, the pictures – in photography that I've seen of you, I mean, number one, you know, you're so, I guess for lack of better words, photogenic, but some of these photos are just <laughs> freaking awesome. I mean, just iconic. They're, they're everything from modern to like vintage. I mean, some of the pictures you look like they were taken in 1895, but uh, uh, just give us a background on, you know, how you got started and how that's all come about. Yeah. you bet. Uh, so I was born and raised in Ohio, actually. My dad was a radio cowboy growing up. Uh, worked on a bunch of ranches out west and stuff. Landed back in Ohio. Um, we had like a ranch there, indoor arena, buck and shoots the whole nine. So we never really fit in with the surrounding community. So as soon as I could leave, I left. Uh, rodeoing, riding bulls, a lot of AMI stuff, some uh, permit stuff in Cody, Wyoming. I was out there uh, guiding elk hunts. I actually went out there for an elk guide in Packer School. That would have been 07. So two days after I graduated high school, I went to Wyoming. And I was there sort of ever since, been out west. But at Elk Guide Packer School, 
Um, lived with a couple guys in an airstream with tinfoil over the damn windows, you know, <laughs> at the rodeo grounds, riding bulls every night. Um, and then I was an elk pack, elk guide and packer in the fall. Um, from there, kind of just started chasing gals and stuff. That led me to a few guest ranches, working at a few of them, uh, getting to know some people, working for some real cattle outfits um, all around Wyoming, Dubois, uh, Cody, Jackson, Moran area mainly. Yeah. From there, uh, went to the oil pad for a little bit, three years to make some money. And that was in North Dakota when that was all kicking off. So that was the wild, wild west up there. And I was living in Wyoming at the time, so I just traveled back and forth. Uh, that was in Star Valley when I lived uh, in Wyoming. And then I guess I went to Durango, Colorado, lived there for a few years. And then I went to Montana, and then I got real tired of winter, and I moved to Texas. And that puts me where I'm at. Well, what part of Texas are you in anyway? I'm in hill country right now. Me and the wife, I just got married in October. We bought land over. Um, it's a town called Fisher. It's west of Austin, southwest Austin, hour, hour, 15 minutes, something like that. Cool. Well, congratulations. So you're you're a newlywed then. Yeah, and I got Chris to thank for that too. He's the one that hooked us up and thought we'd be <laughs> a good match. And what do you know? He's got an eye for it. Yeah, yeah. So and how did you meet Chris anyway? So when I was in North Dakota working in the old patch, I – was working for a buddy of mine, a real good, one of my best good friends, Sam Ingalls, who is of the Ingalls family tree, the Laurel Ingalls Wilder family from South Dakota. Okay. And they have a huge ranching family. It's six brothers. And I was working for him. He's the second youngest in Dubois, Wyoming there. He's running a ranch. And all his brothers had oil field companies. And they're all, you know, come from that cowboy background. Right. Obviously, growing up the way they did, they grew up running a 90,000-acre cattle permit in the middle of the Grove Wilderness in Wyoming. Like, I'm talking 12 years old, six-shooter, shotgun on their saddle. <laughs> guest ranchers used to have them in as guests just because they were 12 riding in all by themselves with shotguns and just got done shooting at wolves. <laughs> and um, he and his brothers all were pretty involved in the oil field. And he's like, hey, listen, I'm dragging up. I'm going to Old Patch. I got to make some real money. It's kicking off in North Dakota. So I said, well, hell, I'll just come with you. So I got up there, and you get up there, and it seemed like every working cowboy who had just got tired of working for the public or training outside Colts or whatever was up there too. So we kind of had this oil field company made of cowboys, ex-cowboys that had sort of interests, common interests that were all just up there trying to make a little extra money. So I met a lot of Chris's old-time friends that were working up there at the time. And when we had days off once, I went with a buddy of mine, Willem Mallerney, and we went and visited Chris in Montana because it was just a short trip, you know, it's whatever, six hour drive. Yeah. So we went down there, me and Chris met, hit it off, uh, had a lot of similar aesthetics. Uh, there's a little bit of a generational gap there, but I think we think pretty, pretty uh, alike. Yeah. And we aesthetically kind of like the same things. Yeah. And so yeah. now, had you been, uh, um, had you done any modeling before you met Chris or it, it, it photo shoots? No, no, oh. hell no. Uh, <laughs> I think the only person that said I could probably do that is my mom. But uh, <laughs> I think the thing that I like about Chris and his, like I said, his aesthetic and his his eye is that he doesn't want models. He wants people that do the thing to right. be doing the thing while he takes candid pictures of you doing that thing. It's not, hey, 
let's uh because you know as well as i do when you see a picture where you just go that guy just flew in yesterday and they took him to a stinking western store got him all the stuff and put him on a horse it just looks so awkward it looks weird even from people tying knots in a still picture you can just tell they've never done it and their hands aren't right and it's just you know it's wrong right and uh that's what really i think bleeds through with chris and his imagery is that it looks real yeah so that's why uh, the modeling thing even had even any sort of traction because i was already sort of doing the things and um it was an easy transfer yeah now um I know I I just I, I scrolled through some of your stuff and I'd seen some of the other uh, shoots you've been on and did you recently do a shoot uh, for uh, with Ralph Lauren Polo or no 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 no, no. okay uh-uh. I, I thought I'd seen something about that um, no nothing like that we yeah. did a lot of Filson me and Chris yeah yeah okay and yeah. and yeah well and what what other what other uh, have you done any other brands uh, besides Filson uh, we just kind of. Whatever Chris is doing is kind of what I get looped into. It was uh, we did like some Boot Barn, some Shepplers, uh, Filson, gotcha, uh, some other smaller brands here and there, just in that. But yeah. Um, yeah, mainly Filson is actually where my wife works. Is how we met. Oh, okay. So that was how we met. Very cool. So now, um, the in Wyoming now, uh, you were connected with, I, I believe it's the, is it the Diamond Cross Ranch for a while? Or, or yeah, actually, I was working for the guest ranch behind them, across the Buffalo uh, River from them. Uh, the Heart Six. I've known Grant and Jane since I was probably 18, 19. We'd go over there and help once in a while. But, um, yeah, they're still doing that same thing today, and I've known them forever. It seems weird to think about how long ago that was, but he was just the neighbor ranch, and uh, he'd need help, and we'd go help, and we'd need help, and he'd come help, roping or whatever. We had quite a few ropes we put on up there, and Grant was always around and doing the thing. He's a good guy. Yeah. Very cool. Now you, you've uh, you're you're also a musician and and you sing, right? Or yeah, yeah, that was something that came out of um, when I was in Dubois. I was just broke. I was living in a when I was working for my buddy Sam. It didn't come with housing or anything with that ranch job, so I had to rent a house in town, and I was making barely nothing. And I rented a tool shed behind a Masonic temple that I was living in. <laughs> It finally got to the point where two weeks in or something, I started shucking weight. And I started looking pretty gaunt. He's like, what's, are you sick? And I'm like, no, I'm broke. I'm like, <laughs> I put the last little bit of money getting here into my diesel tank. I had $4. I put it into diesel and it got me here. And like, he's like, well, shit, you should have told me. And he loads me down with, you know, elk jerky. And he borrowed me a pan to brown some hamburger in. And, you know, um, so the songwriting kind of came out of that. I guess I spent my last... After that, I spent my last $300 again. I broke myself. I'm just saying I need to be learning something while I'm sitting around here doing nothing. So I just sort of taught myself guitar. And uh, about the only thing I had was something to say. So that's what I did. Very cool. But, uh, yeah, kind of self-taught, not really of any sort of styling. Just, I don't know. I guess it's unique is what people tell me. Yeah. Now, is this something that you want to are pursuing as a, as a career or are you just – uh, kind of a side hustle or what, what are your goals with that? It's, it's kind of, I mean, you can only pursue it as hard as you can pursue it. Right. I mean, any of those things that a lot of people pursue, it, it's so much about timing, I think, and, and networking and who, you know, it's not really so much about talent. Everybody, most people that do it are talented. They're talented as hell. It's about having something to go along with it. I think a story and, um, and just the right place, the right time and the right people that you sort of match up with. I think, 
music going the way it is, it's harder and harder to get paid for, to do it. Most yeah. people, it's a labor of love. And I mean, there's some really, really good bands that I'm speaking mostly down here in Texas. I mean, everybody's talented. They're 10 times more talented than me, but they're going down the road and breaking even. I mean, they're doing it for the love of the game. I, I don't think I love it that much to be traveling around and, and coming up even and sixes on everything. I just, I really do like the songwriting aspect of it, but the going down the road, uh, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm beyond that at this point, I think in life, I maybe when I was 22. Yeah. What, what are you, what are you doing, uh, for, for full-time work now? Down here, I'm just sort of freelancing. I had a, when I was in Durango, I had a fencing company and, um, I've been doing a little bit of that down here, but I've also been doing some leather work, do quite a bit of leather work on the side. And I've gotten a few big jobs that I've been cranking out while I'm down here. And, uh, actually moving forward, we're trying to, I'm trying to work with Chris more moving forward in this realm that we're talking about. And uh, we got some stuff on the on the back burner that we're going to try to bring to fruition and hopefully have something here next year to talk about. And hopefully it'll be something that's, we're doing exciting stuff by then. Very cool. <clears throat> in terms of your leather work, are you, are you doing, are you doing like uh, smaller leather items or are you building saddles? No, not saddles. Saddles is a, Another labor of love, I think. Every saddle maker I know seems like they're miserable in their basement and they can't ever go do that fun. <laughs> they build about 200 and they say, well, I'm pretty good at this. I don't want to do it anymore. But yet, you know, they got the, the new pickup truck by then, so they can't quit. Right. But uh, no, little smaller stuff, just kind of, um, it's actually been large quantity, smaller things for um, clothing lines and things that kind of get, it's more like a lump sum versus a, case by case selling a wallet here and about there it's like i'll make 400 of these and then there's a contract for me to fulfill and and then i get a lump sum payment type thing gotcha and then you're doing everything by hand too for on that big yeah, of an order everything by hand yep yep everything by hand no kidding kind of kind of all specialty stuff yeah one-off things things that are just sort of engineered for specifically product gotcha that they're coming out with yeah but yeah that's just something i i just feel like i People ask me what I do, and I just kind of say what it, whatever it takes. You know, yeah. I've, I've pounded nails. I grew up laying brick. That's what my whole family did for five generations since coming from the old country. That's what we've always done. I'm the first one to sort of branch out and do something else. My sister was the first person in our entire lineage to go to college. So it's just, uh, yeah, kind of a family of doing labor is, is nothing new. Yeah. I enjoy it. Yeah, so you say you you're the first person in your family to go to college? Did you say? No, my sister is. Oh, I your never sister. Went. I never oh, went. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I, school never agreed with me too much. I I always thought I knew better, and I, I could learn a hell of a lot more by uh, raking leaves. And I could sit in there listening to someone talk, just let my mind wander, and I feel like I could learn more than sitting there listening to somebody. Yeah, gotcha. Are Are you doing any rodeoing now, or do you team rope or? No, no team roping. If when I did rope, it was ranch roping. It was more of that big loop type stuff, uh, right. which is kind of how I was introduced to it. So it's kind of what I got into first, especially up there in Wyoming. Um, the team roping's big around a lot of that stuff, but also the ranching communities have more of the uh, the the ranch ropings, right? Whereas the team roping's more like an actual thing you pursue with with you know with and for money, where the Ranch roping is more labor of love, and it's just an excuse for you to get together with your buddies and win a saddle pad or something here and there. You know, it's, it's just good fun. Right, right. But uh, no, no rodeo. And recently down here in Texas, I'm kind of getting back into it a little bit. There's some guys around here that are fighting bulls and stuff. And I've been invited to go with a lot of like practice pens and things. Like, Texas has got plenty of it, as you know. Uh, yeah, I'm sure I'm around it all the time. It's just something 
you get a you gut full of it once you've seen one you've seen them all after a while unless you're behind the shoots there's really no point going yeah um now you said you mentioned bullfighting do you have you done some bullfighting or do you do no i got a buddy here colt uh wrangler is his name and he's he builds motorcycles down the street and uh also fights bulls and he's kind of been on that path so you know we're supporting him however we can we got a little collective group here down in new Braunfels where uh we're called the hill we've called ourselves the hill country playboys but it's more of like a bob wills type playboy versus a, a hugh hefner type playboy but <laughs> Uh, it's a group of creative guys who are either artists or musicians or songwriters or leather workers, whatever, um, that we all kind of just are here at the same time. And it's kind of odd that we all landed in the same place because we're all drawn to this area for the same sort of reason and in the same sort of like uh, atmosphere. And we've been putting on events and things. Um, and we're definitely going to start centering some of our events around that rodeo scene and the bullfighting and, and our buddies around here. Yeah, very cool. Now, is your yeah. is your wife originally from Texas or? No, she's from Chicago, and I met her when she was in Seattle. She actually got sent out to she's a Filson uh, third party buyer. So anybody that collaborates with Filson has to go through her to approve a product that they can collaborate and put Filson's name on along with their own and sort of promote each other. And she would go probably bi monthly, not bi monthly, probably every two months uh, on shopping trips and go to different parts of the states and see if there's new makers in those towns that you know are, are maybe of interest to filson so she got talked into going to bozeman based on chris's recommendation when he was at filson he goes just got to the house stay at my house i got my buddies out there watching it luke's out there in the back of his mind he knew we'd hit it off and he was just kind of <laughs> setting it up but uh yeah i mean it he read it right worked out we uh I showed her around town, Bozeman, Livingston, stuff like that, people I knew, people she wanted to look into. And then um, we talked ever since and got married in October down in Durango at my folks' place. They live in Durango now. Yeah, that's very, very cool, man. So you got you got Chris to thank for that. Oh, I do. Yeah, and there's a few other friends, too, that has been matched up exactly that way by Chris. <laughs> it's almost bizarre. He's got a knack for it. Yeah, it's, that's crazy. Uh, I, I'd, I'd make a... a, a a bad joke about it, but I guess all that time on that show Passions he was on, he uh, <laughs> he knows how to read passion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, 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 you know, <clears throat> I know he doesn't like to talk about that stuff a lot, and I'm like, I'm talking about it on here again because it's just, it's just fascinating to me when I, so when I had him on the podcast the first time it was like, I had no idea, you know, I just thought he was yeah. a real, this super cool photographer, and then in the middle of the podcast yeah. he goes, yeah, I actually model, you know, and I'm like, and, and you know, I'd seen those ads in GQ and stuff that he was in, so anyway, it's just. It's yeah, kinda... it's bizarre. It was before my time. He does hate it, though. I know that. And uh, yeah, if you get yeah. around any of his old friends from back in the day, they'll always rip him about it. Just yeah. Like, uh, yeah. 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 He, he, he always said that he's he was an actor. He played an actor on TV. Right. <laughs> right. That was right. a funny line. Right. Too funny. But yeah. Yeah. He, he's been uh, he's been super helpful in this um, the last four or five years. We've been hanging out a lot. I, I think. Like I said, we, we get along a lot aesthetically. We, we think the same way and what we want to pursue and, and how to go about it and trying to bring a little bit of that realistic approach back to this world where, you know, I feel like this cowboy image has been so watered down by people who just claim to be this or that or cowboy cowgirl. And a lot of them, you know, don't know what end of a horse stands up first or what end of a cow stands up first. They, they got no idea they're doing it for the sort of the, the attention, the glitz and the glamour and because it's sort of in vogue right now. But right. That's what I like about Chris is he's trying to bring that realism aspect back to it. Like it, you, you should be doing it first, and then 
then you can be taken then you can have your picture made doing it you know right the gotcha. first thing is being it and then you can be shown doing it right yeah exactly yeah, yeah you know and it's <clears throat> it, it's interesting uh you know the the yeah, you know, this podcast is called Modern Cowboy, but uh, you know, everybody's got their idea of what you know a cowboy is. And a lot of people don't know, or people, you know, have a certain interpretation, but not everybody has a, the opportunity to grow up on a ranch or to even be involved in it. You know, like I, I wasn't involved in it till later, even though I loved it ever since, you know, I can remember when I was born. But um, yeah, uh, I think that what what like the stuff that like Chris does and in, in the shoots and like pictures of you and and, and everything, I, I think it just man, it just adds so much value to uh to just to the iconic image of it i you know it's, it's i agree it's uh you know and the other stuff is fine i mean because people can learn you know i mean i can even think back you know eight nine years ago some of the cowboy hats i had i'm thinking man what was i thinking there you know but then when, when you <laughs> yeah. kind of when you kind of get you know to your style and what you like and whatever and and, and you, you then you can kind of own it uh you know, then you know. You look at cowboys. You know, you've been in, in a lot of those those places, man. Every 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 cowboy's kind of got his own style. You know. Um, yeah, and it used to be pretty. It was a lot more um, sort of discriminating in everybody's taste. And and you know, you had your great basin sort of buckaroos and flat hats and a little flashier look about them, and a lot of silver and a, and a lot of attention to detail. And then you had your your guys from the south where they everybody's just a product of their environment, right? You know, you got right. you, you're tied hard and fast down here. You got a thirty foot uh, loop and and uh you're running through brush and everything's pretty much rough out and nothing fancy and and i get that everybody's a product of their environment and and i think i appreciate people more when they're sort of a hybrid if they've sort of worked around and you can kind of tell that they've just embraced wherever they were they didn't say that wherever they from was right and there's no other way to do it they just embraced wherever they're at and they've worked all over and some of the more evolved guys that have worked everywhere that i've met are all just you know my buddy jeremy his dad had always told him because his dad's a legendary buckaroo uh johnny morris jeremy morris he always said just go there and work and do not talk about how they did it wherever you came from because that's the last thing anybody wants to hear just <laughs> just ingratiate yourself and whatever the culture is right there and just learn it's exactly. no harm in learning. Yeah. You don't got to tell people what to do. I mean, that's the opposite of what the idea of a cowboy is. I mean, that, the idea to me is like a freedom and, a, and, a, and an interest level and wanting to learn how everybody does it in different places. The end result, everybody's trying to get to the end result. They're trying to get cattle to market in the best way they know how right. for the country they're in. Right. So if you just kind of boil it down to that common denominator, there's far too few of working cowboys in the world. Not that I'm one anymore. I used to be, and I know quite a few, but there's far too few of them now to be discriminating against where you come from and who you are and, and how you do things, in my opinion. No, right. Well, and, and that's that's the same kind of goes for just a whole cowboy in Western culture. You know, no matter if you're a quote unquote real cowboy or whatever, whatever, you know, someone claims to be. The, the entire industries need to stick together, particularly in our environment today. You know, what exactly. I mean? yeah, last last thing we a... need, yeah, last thing we need is is bickering between you know you ain't you, you ain't right because you you're wearing this kind of hat or your boots yeah. are like this. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? If you have an interest, it should be embraced for it, sure, and it just <laughs> needs to be cultivated. And it, I mean, everybody can figure out however they want to do it. Like the original first cowboys in 1870 i mean they just everything was functional and they figured out what was the best way to do it and what they had to wear to get it done and it got added on to from there it's not like right. there's a playbook or a rule book it's all based on like a job like anything else yeah yeah there's a few there's a few guys up here 
that have, uh, I've met that work some, there's some big ranches up here in, in Northern Arizona. And, and, uh, I mean, these guys got flip phones and the last thing they want is their picture taken. You know what I yeah. mean? And, and, and yeah, and, absolutely. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're in a different world and they, they don't want to be a part of this modern world. They're trying right. like hell to not have to cross paths with it. Right. And more power to them. Yeah. And ex- I agree. Exactly. You know, it's, it's just, again, it goes back to, uh, you know, uh, that personal freedom and, and your choice to, to live how you want to live in the, in the land of the free. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. it seems like it's getting impeded upon daily, but, um, you know, the, to those guys that are still doing it and, and being self-sufficient and can stay away from involving themselves in the rat race that is this modern world. I, I, I commend them more power to them. I love yeah. that they're doing that. I yeah. love that there's somebody out there doing that. Yeah. Well, that's cause, the whole cause, idea. Yeah. Cause that's the one thing that, you know, all of us scrollers on social media are looking at, we're all, we're all trying to, to, you know, and that's, what's so great about, you know, Chris's imagery, you know, and stuff is, is that it, it kind of takes you to that place. You feel like, exactly. You feel like, uh, Hey, okay, man, that's the place where you, there's ultimate freedom, you know, and, uh, and beauty, the grandeur of the locations mm-hmm. and, and then, and the animals. And then of course, you know, just the fashion, you know what I mean? Wh- whatever it may be, whether it's the, you know, a hat that's beat up and worn or leggings that are worn or, you know, th- those things that are j- just, those are the things that, you know, captivate me and captivate, you know, a lot of us uh, in-, in terms of what we love about, uh, you know, just the whole culture. Absolutely. So, yeah. The thing I appreciate, I think, most about American history and Americana, as it as it were, <laughs> is that there have been people to document it through the ages. And, and Chris is a, a documenter of this era. It's a snapshot in time. And if someone's not gathering these stories and taking these pictures, then it is lost to the world. It used to be that uh, the government would uh, subsidize people going out to, you know, like the Dorothy Lang and the, and the Dust Bowl era right. to actually for Library of Congress to go out and get pictures of these monumental times in American history. And I think that that's probably been privatized at this point. But without the Chris's in the world to do it with a unique eye that is so timeless, I don't. I think it would be lost to um, sort of the timeline of America if it's not because this is the this is the eye I appreciate this this lens is the lens I appreciate where it looks timeless and it's this picture could be taken in 1920 it could be taken in 2020 and right. you don't really know but that's the <clears throat> beauty of how simple this way of life is right yeah and and, I, and I've, I've there there's a there's one picture of you I know um, that I'd seen I, I guess it was quite a while back but i think i even asked chris about it uh, because it literally looked like just like you said it looked like it was taken in 1920 in yeah and it wasn't yeah. it was taken in like 2020 or 2019 or whenever it was but uh, yeah 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 yeah. I, I like that uh, that that's sort of how i dress and things anyway i, I like timeless things because you know you get caught trying to buy the latest trend after about a year you're like oh, well i'm not doing this anymore i'm yeah. buying all denim all canvas and yeah. all just blue jeans and then yeah, everything looks cooler the more you use it. I can wear this till I'm 65, and no one's gonna pass by. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think I kind of look a little bit like that anyway. But um, yeah, it, it works. Uh, like I said, it, it's it's an interesting time with the way everybody's sort of representing themselves, and and yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting yeah. how a guy can make a living anymore. There just seems like there's so many different directions you can go, and it's exciting, but there's also no rule book to it. it we're we're in uncharted territory. Yeah, no, uh, uh, yeah, undoubtedly that—that's for sure. Speaking of speaking of uh, you know um, clothes and fashion and whatever, I, I mean, you you obviously like other fashion too. Uh, at least I think oh, you, yeah. do, you you know. Um, 
But uh, in terms of like uh, cowboy boots, do you have like a, a favorite brand or do you have a, a you know favorite style? Uh, or, or I've kind of been over the map. I, I tell you, I'm a I'm a big fan of the Rios Mercedes. Yeah, I think that's a good solid boot. I think what they're coming out with here, and I know that there's different stylings for different areas. Um, I don't know. I feel like they still make a really classic boot without having to go the handmade route. Right. Um, and I think they are handmade. It's just a matter of they don't, you know, custom make each boot. But uh, yeah, I've liked Rios. I've I've liked the way that they're they're sort of leaning with this. I feel like everybody's kind of doing throwback versions of everything now right? with their branding and uh, sort of the looks. And whatever Rios has been doing lately, and I've only been paying attention here in the last couple of years, but I don't know. I think they're probably my favorite out there as far as putting together a cool boot that has a cool shape to it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I actually, I'm, I'm wearing Rios right now, um, and they're a, a great fitting boot for me as well. And I went to their factory. They do, they make Rios, uh, they, I think they they said they make like 45 pairs I can't remember if it's a week or a month, but anyway, really? but it's it's a completely different. It's set because it's right next to Anderson Bean. It's right, and they got their yeah. own shop. So there's a yeah, certain yeah. there's a certain group of artisans in there that that make you know the uh, the Rios boots. So the that, Rios that, line, gotcha. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I know they bought like Anderson Bean. I think right. Yeah, I've got a few pairs of them. Yeah, too. Anderson Bean and Olathe. Um, and Rios oh, I like Olathe too. They yeah. do a really cool, and I know that they have more of a history than being like recently bought. Yeah. Um, but I've always liked their stuff. It just was never my style. That huge stove top is never something I really wore that much. But they're rad boot for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no doubt. I mean, when they were in Kansas, I used to order them all the time. The old, uh, the rough, their rough stock boot with the yeah. raw, rawhide heel. Even though I never rode mm-hmm. rough stock, but um, I had. Oh yeah, I remember that boot. <laughs> Everybody had that boot, especially on the guest ranches. All them dudes would show up, think of wearing them, them rawhide. You know, they bought just the punchiest looking thing they could find as soon as they hit the ground. <laughs> Uh, that was a, that's how I know that boot because I saw them a lot and I was like, that's a handsome boot yeah. and it's functional. Yeah. How yeah. about how about hats? You got uh, a favorite brand? Do you like and do you like to shape your own hats? Do you like to have somebody shape them? I usually mess with them a little bit, tweak them some, but I've yeah. had I've been lucky enough to have a few custom guys want to make me hats for um, just to have. Right. Uh, there's an outfit a guy called Great Basin Hat Co out of Elko who's made me a few hats. Um. Great hats. He made me one for the wedding, all that stuff. I got a buddy here in town called uh, Nelson's Hat Shop. His name's Nelson Ruer. He's in New Braunfels, Texas here. He does a mean hat. I kind of go over there whenever I need to borrow a steamer and put a little yeah. tweak on something here and there. Yeah. Uh, I've always had custom hats. I've had, I had a Jackson Hole hat uh, from them when they were still around the Jackson Hole hatters. Shoot, I, I've only had a few. I had one out of Montana, but I won't mention his name because that hat was shit. But <laughs> and I waited forever on it. That guy sucked. Um, I'm sure anybody in the Billings area knows exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah, I, I've only had a handful, so they've all been custom. I've never yeah. really bought a store bought hat. Yeah, never worn one. How about straws? You wear straws much? Or you pretty much a- straws. I like them twister hats because they're yeah. cheap enough. You can get them stepped on and you don't go home yeah. crying. I mean, they want 180 bucks for a damn straw hat anymore. I, I went into the best hat store up in Fort Worth a month ago or something, and I'm just like, God dang, what they want for a, hat, a straw hat? Two hundred dollars. <laughs> That's what felt hat used to cost it. Thinking Corral West, yeah. you know, ten years ago. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is, but. And, and, I, don't know. I like them twisters. They're cheap. Yeah, yeah, but you know those twisters. They're dirty tough too, though. They're they're they are tough. Yeah, they're very tough. Yeah, I, I and, like yeah, I like, like them too. Them. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah they hold a shape good. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of if I missed anybody there. No, I think that's all I have. 
How about how about movies? You you got you got a favorite cowboy movie or western? Dude, I'll tell you, um, it's a corny answer, but just an objectively good movie that gets me every time. I think it's of dub, and I'm a bit of a cinephile, and I think it's like you can go as intricate and as complicated as you want, but when you boil down the idea of what everybody's chasing, I think Lonesome Dove portrays it pretty perfectly. Yeah. And I think the fact that Larry McMurtry wrote it and that a lot of those characters are based on real life people. And uh, I'm, I mean, I'm reading Empire of the Summer Moon now, which is that Comanche book. And, and from right. what I can gather, it seems like the Gus character is based off of Jack Hayes, the ranger, yeah. uh, the, the original Texas ranger who changed the way people combated natives in Texas. Yeah, literally changed the environment and the way people did warfare. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's just so many little hidden Easter eggs in that Larry McMurtry wrote it. And that guy, um, he, he he's such a great spokesperson for what I think Texas is as well. Uh, yeah. Like the last picture show. I don't know if you're familiar with that movie. Oh, yeah. The black and white movie. Yep. Just just a great sort of slice of life movie that gives you a peek into exactly what West Texas life is like or what I imagine it to be. And from what I've seen, what it's like, Yep. you know, it's not too complicated and it's, it's kind of a forgotten corner, but there's so much romanticism built up around it. And I, I don't know that, that big sort of empty, lonely wildness of like the no country for old men's and yes. The, yeah. And the stuff like that. Like I, I love those, like the Cormac, I think that's a Cormac McCarthy book, right? That's yeah. based on a Cormac McCarthy, but anything Coen brothers, Movie-wise, um, There Will Be Blood, one of the best. Oh, yeah. Brother Art Thou, Coen Brothers again. Just my favorites. Yeah. Any of that old Americana stuff, I, I love it. Anything that T-Bone Burnett scores as well, music-wise, that guy is a, 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 like a, an American treasure for sure. I wish they could take his brain and download it for all the musical knowledge he has. That guy seems like he's probably got one of the best holds on – being able to narrate America's history through music more so than anybody else. Yeah, very cool. Now, do you have any aspirations of uh, being in film? No, I mean, I'm curious about it. it. It's interesting to me. I don't know that I have any unique perspectives. I guess I do. I'd be, I'd be curious about what I could contribute to film, but uh, as far <laughs> as like having an actual skill set in that world, I don't. I I could probably get around it some and and that's how like i know you had four on the podcast and things i actually met through philson and chris uh we went down and stayed with taylor sheridan a little bit yeah we got to meet him and then he had me out to set for a little while <laughs> out in montana and i played my music for him and things and and we were talking about that and i stayed there for a week whatever and it's, it's a fascinating process and that's how i met Forey, and that's how i brought Forey in on like the philson thing and stuff like that I got a buddy. We're just over in Paradise Valley because, you know, they're filming a few valleys west of there. And um, just over here, come back. We'll do a little Felsen shoot. And, and uh, Forey's been kind of a member of the family ever since as far as trying to transpose the same sort of people over everything we do and then bring the people along that – because everybody that has shot with us has been so kind and generous. And, I mean, bringing horses and pulling trailers hundreds of miles and, you know, burning diesel and, yeah. to make this really, <laughs> really cool thing and a lot of favors. And uh, we're just appreciative of it. So we're trying to make sure we bring, you know, all the boats who rise with the same tide here if we yeah. can get this thing going. Yeah. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. 
Well, I could see you in like a come hell or high water. I think I think that you could. Uh, I think you'd have a good character in, in that in a film. Yeah, like yeah. That. I mean, I, I would like to think that I would or could, but I, I, who knows, man? I, I'll probably freeze up as soon as somebody points a camera at me and all the pressure's on. I don't know if I like it. <laughs> I'd like to be behind the camera probably more than anything. Yeah. Do you have an? But do you have an? Know. Do you have an interest in photography or you know? I, I guess I think I have a little bit of an eye. I don't want to pursue it to the degree that like Chris does just because I think uh, there's just so many people that are good at it. Once right. Again, it's just such a commodified thing that I guess I enjoy it here and there, but um, I don't know. Like if I were to try to be my absolute best version of photographer, I think I could be, I would just end up doing the same shit Chris is doing. That Chris right. and I are doing. Right. Like why reinvent the wheel? You know, right. I'll just be the guy who helps produce the things that he shoots, which is kind of how, um, our relationship has unfolded where I'll kind of uh, throw some of my networking in and, and some of his and some of the people we know and, and just make some of these big grand ideas happen that we're thinking about and setting up camp and, you know, getting TPs and setting up wall tents and renting the thing. It's logistically, it's a damn nightmare. I mean, you think it's all, um, you see a picture and it all looks pretty easy, but I mean, logistically getting everybody that's all doing different things all in the same place and they're all working and they're all coming from a long place, a long ways away and getting them all there at a time is tough, but we've executed, I think fairly well a few times. And I think some of the stuff we've done, we're pretty proud of. Yeah. Now do you, you have any plans to be back up in Montana anytime soon or? Uh... Yeah, I'm heading up there actually Friday or Saturday meeting with Chris, um, doing another shoot in Jackson at the diamond cross actually for a uh, black bear brand. Oh, okay. A little thing. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. He's out of Seattle. Uh, I met him through a buddy of mine, Ivan Adgerton, who's a great photographer as well, or more of a motion guy. Right. Um, but yeah, he introduced me to Josh a while back when I was in, I was in Seattle a lot because I was dating my now wife and right. I was there probably once every six weeks for a week or two. And, and uh, he's got a lot of cool, cool bikes, and he's got a little spot there in Seattle. And I go over there and hang out, and we go ride around on motorcycles, and, and he kind of showed me about. And his brand's super, super cool, right up my alley, really authentic, really like a heritage-based brand, just yeah. really timeless designs. Right. And, uh, yeah, I try to help him out whenever he needs it. Yeah. Now, was that an an, the, uh, an old brand that, that he resurrected, or was yeah, it? Yeah, it's like a— over a hundred year old brand. I think that, yeah, he, he bought the rights to and um, resurrected just like you say, and yeah. has breathed life into it. But I think also does the heritage of it, a lot of justice. It yeah. seems like it could have been built all this clothes seem like they could have been built a hundred years ago and been just as viable, you know? Yeah. 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 It's very, very, very cool brand with very just sp uh, specific styling. And, and a matter of fact, he did, yeah. he, he did a, uh, a uh, collaboration with Rios on a rough out boot. Yeah, I actually have that boot uh, at the house, and uh, yeah. that's what made me fall sort of in love with Rios, the construction yeah. of that boot. Yeah. That's horse hide, yeah. and that thing bitch is double tough, tough as a hickory knot. Like, yeah. it's a good boot. Yeah, that's very cool, So, man. yeah, that's kind of what got me over to the Rios thing. I've heard about them forever. I never looked into them. I could never afford, you know, a $600 pair of boots, but right. um, so I'd always kind of go the cheaper route. But, no, it's definitely worth the price point because they're built double tough. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Now, now, is your wife uh, she obviously you know works for Filson? Does Filson have a facility in Texas too, or is she? 
she's working remotely oh, um, okay. with the yeah. COVID thing. It's just sort of like was accepted, acceptable. It kind of worked out perfect. I don't think it would have worked any other time. Right. So yeah, um, it's working for now. We'll see. They're uh, they're a Pacific Northwest brand, and we're in Texas, so we'll yeah. see. I'm sure the writing's on the wall, but <laughs> she's flying back quite a bit. Yeah. Now, how's how's the uh, the weather been in Texas compared to uh, the Montana uh, winter days? Uh, in a, in a word, it's hot as shit. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> but I asked for it because I was tired of winter. I mean, I, I figured nine months of of outdoor weather versus nine months of indoor weather, I, I'll make that trade off. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and for the three months that you are sort of trapped inside, it's hot versus blistering cold and snowed in and yeah. can't get anywhere and so the pirate goes out, you're going caveman mode, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I know it, it's the, this last week, it was 118, I think three, three days in a row here. In well, AZ, so. Yeah. It's just been humid here. I, I'm sure it's, it's not the 118, but it's, it's that humidity that gets me. And I know I lived in uh, Wickenburg there for probably six months in a pool house up on the hill outside of town. Oh, oh you did. And, yeah. Yeah. Towards Morristown leaving out of Wickenburg. Yeah, uh, there's that little there's that little place up on the hill where yep. it's like that weird driveway straight up. I lived up there in that pool house. <laughs> I was in Durango and I was snowed in, and we had probably five foot on the ground. And I said, "I am out of here." Like anything I can do, so I start calling buddies to wake up. Like, I just need help. Like I'll rent anything, and this is literally a pool house with a concrete floor. I'm like, that's fine. I just took my motorcycle down there. Didn't have any heat, you know. It, it got a little cooler, but um, when it did get cold, I just ride my motorcycle all day and pulled it in the house to heat it and then <laughs> go to sleep. Uh, but yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. You're saying it's 118 out there. No, 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 no. I that, that that's all I was saying. So, w- did you work when you were out here? I mean, the... I tried. It's. I mean, it, I was only there a short time, and, and yeah. no one really was that interested in hiring somebody who's just snowboarding down there, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I mainly just hung out at the bar. What's that bar in the corner? The Mecca or uh, or Bar Seven? Yeah, it was the Mecca. I yeah. just mainly hanged out at the Mecca, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> was a hangabout town and then derelict and would go out to the guest ranches and, and see what they had for, for talent. You know, that was about it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, that's too funny. I knew too quite funny. a bit. I know, I know you had Wacy and stuff on there. I knew Wacy pretty well. We hung out quite a bit down there. He's always doing something out the Roadrunner. So I'd go to the Roadrunner about every weekend during the week and hang out at the Mecca. Yeah. 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 That was about it. Yeah, Wacy, he's an, he's another great he's another great guy, man. Super, yeah, super. is he around there quite a bit at all, or, or well, is he over he, to Wickenburg much? Yeah, he he's up here once in a while, you know, and I know that he he comes up, and I used to see him over at NRS uh, quite a bit, and and he gets yeah. some of his embroidery and stuff done up here, and patches and everything. But uh, yeah, I went to the same girl. I had a little clothing brand for a little bit too, and I yeah. go to the same girl. Here's the good. He's actually the one who introduced me. Yeah, yeah, but same uh, deal. yeah. Actually, actually, I don't know. It was a couple of weeks ago. He uh, he had a you know deal with the Roadrunner, and he had uh, Kenny Fielder there, and I wanted to get over there so bad because I'd had Kenny on the podcast too. Um, but uh, the UFC was that night, and I was we had a plan to go to my son. So uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I missed that. I night. never met Kenny. We crossed paths a few times. I think I uh, he played that outside circles thing. I used to play the outside circle thing quite a bit. I just haven't been able to make it the last couple of years. But I think he's kind of getting on board that train now. And, and I like his stuff. He seems like a pretty rad dude. Yeah, yeah. I would like to get to know him. I'm sure we'll cross paths at some point. Yeah, he's su- super cool. Super cool guy. Yeah. Well, hey, Luke, man, hey, we're getting kind of close to the end here. For for people to follow you, yeah. um, you got what's the best way for people to to keep up with you and 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 uh, see the great photography and stuff you got coming up and 
Uh, I guess the best way, I'm, I'm not terribly active, but I'm on there once in a while is Instagram. Uh, Luke.g.darling is my Instagram handle. Just, uh, yeah, look me up, give me a follow or, or don't if you don't like it or <laughs> tell me to go to hell, I, whatever you want to do. That's hey, how, I'm at. Now, how about, how about the, that? There's another um, uh, feed, I think, that you're in, a, I think you're in a lot. Is is there another one called, um, and maybe I'm speaking out of turn. I'm going to look it up before I say anything real quick. Yeah, I, I don't know. You, you're not you're not on any other um no i don't think so okay unless it's against my knowledge we got our hill country playboy thing i'm on there once in a while yeah okay no i was i was incorrect <laughs> well yeah no worries um if some if i am on some some mystery page just holler at me and let me know because yeah. I, I i'm, I'm unaware <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Too funny. Well, hey, um, so you're gonna be up in 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 Montana here in a what the end of the week or next week? Yeah, yeah, this weekend I'll be up there. I'll be in actually Jackson Hole, Moran, Diamond Cross Ranch, um, Saturday. Okay. And then we're going up to Chris's place after that, and I'll be in Montana for probably open ended. I don't know. We'll see how that long this heat wave lasts. Maybe I'll wait a little bit, stay up there some. Yeah, because we're gonna see. We're actually heading up there. My, my wife, she's been going up there every year to Three Forks, and and I got a lot of people I got to see up there. But I told Chris too. Oh, really? Yes. Um, that uh, we're probably coming up probably probably August. Hope hopefully it's the first of August. That's kind of what I'm hoping. So might be up there for okay. We can have yeah yeah so, yeah. So. I'm I'm sure I'll be up there a little more. It'd be great to run into you and yeah I, yeah. I need yeah. to be out to Arizona again too. I got quite a few friends in the yeah. valley. I need yeah. to get to see. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm sure we'll meet here in the, in the not too distant future. That's. Uh, you, you bet. Know, yeah, what? absolutely. Holler at me. I'll holler at you. Just keep in touch and uh, definitely let's try to cross paths. You bet. But it was great to talk to you. Yeah. Hey, man. I, was, I really appreciate you coming on. And, uh, you know, like I said, we'll 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 run across each other here in, in the not too distant future. Hopefully up there it, it, it Chris's and we'll. Uh, Cooler weather. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> man. All right, Luke. Well, hey, good thanks, talking man. with you. You too, sir. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You bet. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick Although we're all the same The minute we ride in to the roping pen can tell someday I just might be we'll turn a few steers and we'll tell a few lies kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems yeah we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen
Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pin And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack If you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends No matter who wins Down at the rope and pin Turn another pair of steers, tell a few more lies. Drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. We'll see y'all again next weekend down at the roping pen. Down at the